the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, we find ourselves down at the end of the book of John, the 21st chapter. So John did not want to end his gospel without telling his readers that Peter was restored to apostleship. Apart from the information in this chapter, we would wonder why Peter was so prominent in the first 12 chapters of the book of Acts, which is the history of the early church. This is the longest account that we have of any appearance of the risen Lord in Galilee. It is with mixed emotions that I approach this broadcast for many reasons, not the least of which is that we are down to the last three programs in the book of John after almost a year in this study. If you'd like to know more about Church of the Highlands and especially look back on some of the programs that we shared in this lengthy series, you can find all the details on the website highlands.us. That's highlands.us. You know, when somebody comes to Jesus uh, here at the Church of the Highlands and they ask, where should I start reading in the Bible? We don't point them to Genesis. We point them to the Gospel of John because the Gospel of John is such a great place to learn about Jesus. Just consider some of the profound revelations found in just the first few verses of chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This is John the Baptist, or more precisely, John the Baptizer. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glories of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Just the first few verses of this gospel. In the beginning was the word With God, was God, became flesh, revealed God to us. Why did God reveal himself to us? Because he wanted to have a relationship with us. And not once but twice in the first 18 verses of the gospel, Jesus is described as being full of grace and truth. Now, what's that all about? Well, grace and truth are the fundamentals for any healthy and happy relationship. If you're around somebody who is gracious but doesn't tell the truth, you have no basis on which to build a, a relationship, a friendship at all. And if you're around somebody who is full of truth and not a bit of grace, you won't want to build a friendship with them. So grace and truth are the foundational elements, the ingredients that make for a healthy and happy relationship. And that's what Jesus came to give us was the opportunity to have a relationship with God Almighty. 
Now, at the end of chapter 20, the author describes his purpose in writing the gospel. He writes, Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you might have life in his name. Some people might conclude, well, he's given us his purpose. This must be the end of the gospel. But in fact, it's not because the apostle John wants to tell us more and there's wrap up some things that uh, we, we want to know about. So he wants to put a, a bow on the package, if you will, and uh, communicate another example of the beauty and the grace of Christ Jesus. Now, there are reasons why this chapter is here, uh, a number of reasons, actually. This gospel was written towards the end of the first century when there were a certain number of heresies on the rise, and this story was included to demonstrate once and for all the reality of the resurrection. You see, there were some who were teaching that the appearances of the risen Christ were nothing more than visions or even hallucinations. And that's why the Gospels, all of the Gospels, go so far as they do is to insist that Jesus Christ, the risen Christ, was not a vision, not a hallucination, not even a spirit, but a real person. And that in his real body, they bore the marks of the nails in his hands and the spear that was thrust through his side. But this story goes even a step further because a vision or a spirit would not likely start a charcoal fire and cook breakfast and serve it. And yet the risen Lord did these things. So one of the purposes of this story being included is to make very clear the reality of the resurrection. There may have been another reason why John included the story as well, this chapter as well, and that is he wanted to teach us how to relate to the risen Christ. You see, during the 40 days between his resurrection and his ascension, uh, Jesus Christ appeared and disappeared at will, visiting his disciples even in the midst of a a locked room. And they never knew when he was going to show up. And so they needed to always stay alert. And so do we, because we're told Jesus Christ is coming back and we don't know when, so we need to stay alert. We need to stay alert. But there's, I think, an an even another reason and, and a very powerful reason for this chapter, and that is that it provides a story that revolves around Peter. Now, Peter was an exceptional disciple. He was the only disciple that left the boat, got out, and walked on the water with Jesus. He was the only disciple who pulled out a sword and swung it, intending to take on hundreds of Roman, battle-hardened Roman soldiers in the garden to defend Jesus. He was one of only two disciples who had the courage to walk into the courtyard of the high priest, he and John. He was only one of three who saw Jesus transfigured on the mountain. He saw Jesus heal the sick, raise the dead, feed thousands and thousands of people with nothing more than a little boy's lunch. Uh, He had been closer to Jesus than perhaps any other person uh, who ever lived. And, And if anyone had a reason to believe in Jesus, it was Peter. He was privileged, privileged beyond measure. But he denied Jesus on the night of Jesus' trial. And like all of the other disciples except for John was not present at the crucifixion. And if the story, if the gospel had ended at chapter 20, then throughout the centuries, believers would have had no connection, no information to explain why it was Peter who stood up on the day of Pentecost as the leader and spokesperson of the apostles to deliver the message that stirred 3,000 people to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior that day. So John did not want to end his gospel without telling his readers that Peter was restored to apostleship. Apart from the information in this chapter, 
we would wonder why Peter was so prominent in the first 12 chapters of the book of Acts, which is the history of the early church. This is the longest account that we have of any appearance of the risen Lord in Galilee. Now, that is a background. Let's study the passage verse by verse. After this, Jesus revealed himself again to his disciples by the Sea of Tiberias and revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together, seven in total. Uh, Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. I think we need to think back and try to envision the paradigm, the, the, the perspective of the of the uh, disciples. They had been with Jesus for three years. All of their needs had been met. They'd been directed uh, every, every moment of the day. And now that Jesus was no longer with them in bodily form, there naturally there's going to be some confusion. Now, the passage describes the disciples as being by the Sea of Tiberias. It's also known as the Sea of Galilee and several other names as well. And the, uh, this sea is located in the north, in Galilee, whereas the events of the previous chapter were in the south, in Judea. So the, reason, uh, the, the, the words that begin this chapter after this indicate that there's an unspecified period of time that has passed since the events of the previous chapter and the events in this chapter. Now, the reason that the uh, disciples are in Galilee is no doubt in obedience to Jesus' command as recorded for us in Matthew chapter 28, verse 10. Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. In chapter, uh, verse 16, I should say, the disciples were instructed to go to a specific mountain on which they were to meet Jesus. But these apostles, these disciples, were not up on the mountain. They were down by the sea. Now, evidently, uh, the disciples did not see Jesus quite quickly enough. They must have gotten impatient. They had not yet learned to wait on Jesus. Peter was a man of action. He was not a man to stand around or sit around, so he decided to go fishing. And because he was a natural leader, the other disciples decided to join him. Now, the implications of this is that they intended to return to their livelihood. It wasn't a day of fishing. They were intending to go back to their livelihood that they had had before they met Jesus. You see, before they met Jesus, they were very successful fishermen, as evidenced by the fact that they owned their own boats and their, and, their bis, and their business. As professional fishermen, they knew how to catch fish, and they knew that the best time of catching fish on the Sea of Galilee was at nighttime. And so that night, they'd spent their entire night rowing around looking for fish. But despite their very best efforts, they had nothing to show for it. Zilch, nada, yet, nothing. It was reminiscent of the day that Peter met Jesus, as recorded for us in Luke chapter 5. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him, that is Jesus, to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, that's another name for the Sea of Galilee, and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he'd finished speaking, he said to Simon, "'Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch.'" And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. But, and they came and filled both boats, so they began to sink. They were so full of fish, they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. 
And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon, which explains one of the reasons why they hung out together. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you'll be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him, followed Jesus. That night was reminiscent of the day that they met Jesus and chose to leave everything and follow him. All to Jesus I surrender, all to him I freely give. Yes, I surrender all, I surrender all. This is Study Verse by Verse, a short daily visit here on this station with Pastor Leighton Sheely, the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. And if you'd like to know more about the church and especially the events in December, go to their website at highlands.us. You can also join with us as a financial partner. What a perfect time of the year for us to hear from you. You can give safely when you go to that website. Just click on the support link there on the homepage. That's highlands.us. There are a number of special events coming up during December, including a carol sing this weekend. And the details are on the website. That's the first of many events that will be unique to the month of December. The carol sing will be on Saturday. And again, the specifics are on the website. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for joining us today. Come back tomorrow when we'll once again open the Word of God to the book of John and study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.